Well, hello, church family. You good today? It's wonderful to see all of you. Hey, we're about to welcome in everybody who's at our other campuses. So you guys are the ones to make sure they feel special. You guys ready to do that? All right, here we go. Hello there, Frisco family. We love you tremendously. Come on. Give it up for Frisco. I even like saying that name, Frisco. So thankful for you being a part of this church family. Love what's happening in Guatemala as well. Do not be surprised. Onika did not punch me in this eye right here. That is not a punch from Onika. That's a sty that I got on my left eye. Could you, could you notice it? Can you see it? Can you see it? Yeah, I mean, I had one on my right eye. Now I got one on my left eye. So someone needs to pray the spirit of sty off of me. It's not a spirit, just so you know. I don't know what's going on. My paws are getting, my pores are getting clogged. But regardless, we're going to jump into God's Word today, and we're going to grow together. If you are here with us for the first time online or any of our locations, you need to know we love you. We care about you so much. We've been praying for you, and we believe that God's going to do something amazing in your heart and in your life. Uh, we had a vision Sunday a number of weeks ago, and we call this the vision for our year is rooted and established. And as a church, we're going to make sure in our walk with God, uh, in us understanding who we are in Christ, we're going to be a rooted and established uh, people. If you have your Bible, open up with me to the Gospel of Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew chapter number eight. Matthew number eight. As you're turning there, who was at the singles party on Friday night? We had any singles that showed up? Man, it was a great time. Anybody get a coffee date? Anybody get asked to coffee by somebody you did not want to get asked to coffee by the person you prayed for didn't ask, and some other fool did. But, hey, take the coffee anyway, even if they're paying for it. Uh, Matthew chapter 8, we're going to begin reading in verse number 23. It says, then he got into, into the boat. And his disciples followed him. Suddenly a furious storm came up on the lake so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him saying, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. He replied, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves and it was completely calm. Then the, men who were, um, then the men were amazed and asked, what kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. Uh, for those of you who like to take notes, the title of today's message is Inside Out. Inside Out. Uh, if you're new uh, to Shoreline City, uh, maybe even new to faith. Uh, and I guess this is not just for those who are new. This is for those of us who have been followers of Jesus for a minute. Maybe even went to Bible college. Just a reminder for us here at Shoreline City, uh, we believe this Bible is the actual word of God. It is authoritative. Uh, ha has the final say. Our feelings don't have the final say. We believe the word of God has the final say. It's inspired by the Holy Spirit. Inspired uh, not that these uh, writers were taken over and became zombies, if you will, but, but they were inspired. Their, their pens were inspired. Their hearts were inspired. Their minds were inspired to write 
these words of God. I've heard sometimes from people, they say things like, you can't trust the Bible. It was written by, it was written by men. And I, uh, I see those same people reorienting their whole lives around a caption that was written on Instagram or on TikTok. I see individuals changing how they eat based on a documentary that was written by someone. I see people changing their lives based on textbooks that were written. And I would say, aren't those written by men and women? So if we can change our lives based on a textbook or a nonfiction book, why in the world would we not allow the Spirit of God to work through the Word of God and that be the final authority and change us as well? I'm not going to get into that right now. I'm just telling you the Bible is the Word of God. Here in the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew was a real person, a real man, and some people would have considered him a thief. Others would have considered him a shrewd businessman. But wherever you may fall and you can look up the history of Matthew's life, this tax collector came into contact with Jesus and his life, his life was radically changed and transformed. He was going one direction and he was turned and now he is going another direction. And I know I could probably sit on that for a while and that would be the story of so many of our lives that we remember we were going down one path, but we met the risen Savior and our life has been changed forever. This is what the grace of God does for broken people. This is what the grace of God does for those that have been cast aside. This is what the cross of Jesus Christ is able to do if you feel like you're in the deepest pit, you're not too far away. The scriptures tell us that Jesus descended and he also ascended. He has been as deep as you've ever gone and he'll go as high as you ever can. And this savior of ours changes and transforms people's lives. So the gospel writer Matthew, inspired by the Holy Spirit, is writing down the story, the history, the life of Jesus. And in this chapter 8, a lot of things happen. I'm going to jump into the middle of chapter 8. It's around verse 14 or 15. Jesus actually goes to Peter's mother-in-law's house. So there's even mother-in-laws in the Bible, okay? And this mother-in-law is sick. And you would think Peter would be like, keep her sick. She's my mother-in-law. She makes me sick. Keep her sick. But he doesn't. No, no, he doesn't. Jesus heals Peter's mother-in-law. So, mother-in-laws, God has a plan and a purpose for your life too. So, heals the mother-in-law. And then evening comes and people start bringing all types of sick people, broken people, hurting people to Jesus. I, I pray that this church and what I dare I say the church would always be a place where the sick and the broken and the hurting can come. That they don't have to get cleaned up first, but they can come exactly how they are. It's like, man, I just got off of a bender, but I'm still feeling like God is drawing me closer. I pray that those who are lost in all types of sin and depravity would know that that church, especially Shoreline City, would be a place that you can come. You don't have to come here and be 
well before you get here. That you can come broken and sick and diseased and will introduce you to this glorious Savior and he'll be the one to put your life together. That's what he has always done. So they're bringing all these broken and sick people to Jesus and Jesus is doing what Jesus does. He's healing. He's restoring. He's bringing freedom. He's bringing life. And maybe this is not the Jesus you heard of. Maybe the Jesus you heard of is one that is scowling at you and mean and upset with you. And I just need you to understand that, that in the text that we read here, Jesus is inviting those that others would have pushed away. And they are coming and he is touching and healing them. And the crowds are coming so much. You can skip down. I think it's to verse 18 or so. And Jesus says, let's get into a boat. I want to go into a boat. I want to go to the other side of the lake. Bring me a boat. Bring me a boat. I'll go to the other side of the lake. And now this is where we're going to start reading a little bit more of the context here. Verse number, let's go 18. When Jesus saw the crowd around him, he gave orders to cross to the other side of the lake. Then, verse 18, a teacher of the law came to him and said, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. You would think Jesus would have celebrated him. Taking a point five. No. You all don't know what a point five is. He, uh, you think you'd have been like, oh, oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. This is what Jesus says to the man. Foxes have dens and birds have nests, but the son of man has no place to lay his head. I know you see the crowds coming towards me, and maybe you think that this gospel I'm preaching is just one of popularity. It's not one of popularity. I'm telling you, you'll be inconvenienced by this gospel. Because whenever everybody gets on the train of something, everyone's like, yeah, let's do this. Let's do this. You have people coming out of the woodwork. So I want to be a part of it. I want to be a part of it. I want to be a part of it. And Jesus goes, okay, okay, this is what I want to do. I want to make sure I let you know that foxes have a place to live and birds have a place to live. But as it pertains to me, I don't have any place to even lay my head. Do you still want to follow me? Wait, wait, you mean it's not going to be convenient for me all the time? Nope. You mean I'm not going to be able to control the narrative? Nope. You mean I'm not dictating where we're going and when we're going there? Nope. Matter of fact, if you're with me, I don't know where I'm sleeping tonight. You still want to come? Okay, keep on going here. Okay, we're just going to walk through the Bible. It's going to walk through the Bible here. Uh, so that's the first one. Another disciple said to him, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. But Jesus told him, follow me and let the dead bury their own dead. Sometimes you read stuff that Jesus says, you're like, the dude was wild, okay? He was like, wow. <laughs> what? Really, Jesus? The guy wants to go bury his father, and you tell him, no? <laughs> Follow me? What the guy is really saying, he's saying, hey, I want to follow you, but not right now. And I was reading this text this week, 
And I felt like this jumped off the page for our church family. I want to follow you, Jesus. Just not right now. I'll go to church, but I don't want to follow you, Jesus. Because you know those are different things, right? You know going to church is not the same as following Jesus. For some of us, we're like, oh, I thought it was, no, 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 no. It's not the same, not the same, not the same. I can go to church, sit, hear a message, listen to, I mean, our worship team, I love them so much. Hearts focused on Jesus. It's like we're singing, and it's like angels come and just sit in the room and like, so it feels like sometimes I absolutely love the time that we have just to sing these songs to Jesus. It's so wonderful. Don't get me wrong. The atmosphere is fantastic. I love that we have hosts at the door. I love what's happening in the chat online. I love that there are people in kids right now that are not just babysitting your children, but are raising them up to be leaders to become all that God has called them to be. I love that our parking team is out there like, man, I don't know where you're going to go, but I'm going to put you somewhere. I am thankful. I am thankful. I am thankful. But let's not confuse. Let's not confuse going to church with being a follower of Jesus. Those are not the same thing. You don't get saved because you go to church. You get saved because you accept the free gift of salvation that has come through Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. Church attendance doesn't save you. This person here says, I'm, he's a disciple, but he's a disciple. And we discover that there's obviously a broad range for disciples, that some disciples are all in and other disciples say, yes, but not now. Yes, but not right now. Lord, I'm in my 20s. Come on. You, you feel me, Lord. You know how much there is to do out there. Come on, Lord. I followed you in my 20s. Now I'm, you didn't answer my prayer in my 20s, so let me do what I want to do in my 30s. Come on, Lord. We're good, right? We're good. You know my heart. We like this one, right? You know my heart, Lord. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. I do know your heart. <laughs> You're ratchet. <laughs> that, that's a, that's the, the, the people you got to watch out for are the ones that kind of smile, right? But they're still sneaky. And sometimes, is this too real? Am I being too real here? Okay. I want to I want to help us grow here. We're talking about being rooted and established. We're talking about developing, and becoming the men and women that God has called us to be here. In order for that to happen, you got to look at this text right here. And the guy says, "I let me first and go bury my father." And Jesus goes, "No, I don't want you to have anything else above me." You know, uh, if you text your boss that you have a funeral to go to, you can basically get out of anything, right? I mean, funeral is a trump card to get out of any. You can have a blind date, and you're like, I don't want to go on this blind date. Let me text him. I got a funeral. I'm sorry. 
praying for you. You're going to get released with no questions asked whatsoever. You can miss birthday parties. Dare I say you can miss an anniversary. You might even be able to miss the birth of a child for a funeral. A funeral is a trump card. Like, you cannot hold this against me. It was a funeral. And Jesus goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. I see what you're trying to do. I see. I, I Everybody else can hear what you're saying, but I see what's going on in your heart. This is that discipleship where Jesus takes like a, a, a really fine knife, gets deep on the inside of us. It says what might look great to everybody else, I, I got to dig into that. Because sometimes you can be serving a lot, giving a lot, but your heart is still turned. And Jesus is saying, hey, I, I, want, I want your whole heart. Some, some say um, that the dad may have already died, but, but most would think that the dad hadn't died yet. So when he says, let me first go and bury my father, he's like, hey, I don't know how long my dad has to live. So it was a, it was a period of time that he did not know when he was going to be able to be able to come back and start following Jesus again. So there's this indiscriminate time that's just out there. Jesus is like, man, you don't have that time. The time is now. Teenagers, the time is now. Married people, the time is right now. Single people, the time is right now. And you and I are getting wrapped up in dead things. And Jesus says, let the dead bury their own dead. And when you go to the party, it's just dead people drinking with dead people. And you go to the business, it's just dead people working with dead people. And you go to the whatever, and it's just dead people doing things with dead people. And the whole time, this man has the epitome of life standing in front of him. The thing that he actually needs more than anything else is standing right there in front of him. And this man says, I want something else instead of life that's in front of me and many of us are being confronted with the same question today do you want the dead thing or do you want life and life to the fullest that is found in Jesus so here are these two guys follow me let the dead Bury their own dead. But let's, let's keep on going here. Let's keep on going. Now, now we're going to get back to the text that we started in, verse number 23. I even have, watch this, I have an AI-generated picture of this little passage. This is fun. Put it on the screen for me. Put it on the screen for me. When Jesus saw, oh, then he got into the boat, and his disciples followed him. Suddenly a furious storm came up on the lake so that the waves swept over the boat, but Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him saying, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. He replied, you have little faith. Why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. The men were amazed and asked, what kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. Verse 23, put it on the screen for me, please. 
23, it says, oh, then he got into the boat and his disciples followed him. Everybody say followed him. Followed. He got into the boat and his disciples followed him. He got into the boat and his disciples followed him. He got into the boat and then his disciples followed him. So now, now they are in a place where Jesus is present, but they're also in a place where they don't have control. Let me say it again. They're in a place where Jesus is present, but they're also in a place where they don't have control. What Jesus did in verse 23, he still does today. He takes steps in the places, says, hey, follow me. And when we follow him, we're in the place where he is, but we're also in a place where we don't have control. You don't have control in a boat. In a boat, I, I know there's boaters out here. I know, I know you are boaters, and I, I, God bless you. I got, God bless you. But, but it's crazy on a boat. <laughs> you ever go hanging out with friends? Like, oh, yeah, we're going to go on a boat. We're going to go, you know, go on the lake. And you're like trying to talk. There is a, yeah. Everybody's screaming at the top of their lungs. And you're just going on, and you can't not control. You cannot control one wave. Now, you can control whether or not you're going to be in the boat. But you cannot control all that happens around that boat. And church family, can I just tell us, this is the story of following Jesus. He is with us, but to think we have control of everything around us is an absolute lie. You don't get into the boat and there's multiple steering wheels. Hey, Jesus, you take that wheel. I'll take this wheel. My wife will take that wheel. My kids can have this wheel. Nope, there's one. One captain. Just one. Not multiple. <laughs> we want to follow Jesus, and then we still want to be the captain. And Jesus says, I'm the captain now. That was free right there. I, I didn't get the accent exactly right. I didn't get the accent exactly right. That's Captain Phillips. I'm the captain now. I'm the one that is running this ship right here. I'm in the boat with Jesus, but I'm in a spot where I don't control everything that's going on around me. This is what it's like to live by faith and not by sight. I don't know all. I can't control the economy. I can't control the environment. I can't control my kids. I can't control all of life but I'm glad that I'm in the boat where Jesus is so I'm just gonna stay with him so now they're in a boat where they can't control what's going on around them and they get in the boat and a storm happens again Jesus is there and a storm happens let's stop thinking when Jesus is present there are no storms Jesus is present and the storms happen. 
Now, all these guys, they, they live in this vicinity. They're going on to the, the Sea of Galilee. This sea would have storms that would happen out of the blue all the time. All the time. So when they get into the boat, they have grown up in this area. They know that a storm is possible. But when they get in this storm, they're like, oh, snap. I knew a storm was possible. <laughs> but I didn't know it was going to be this bad. This bad. We had a fun time uh, at our singles uh, party on Friday night. It was so much fun. Again, I, I was shocked at all y'all that came out, too. I was like, way to go. I know it was like 200 people, you know, 300 people. I was like, I don't know how many people were there. Over 1,000 people, you know, showed up, and we're all there, and we're hanging out, and fellas had their cologne on, and ladies had on their heels, some of them, and then some that were like, no, heels too much, Burks, whatever. You're just trying to come in, just ready not to do too much or do too little, and I pray that one day somebody at that singles event, whether at Frisco at the watch party or online, man, I hope you met your boo thing. That would be absolutely amazing. They'd be like, yeah, we met at that singles night, and God put us together. We had coffee and now we're married. And I'm just telling you, we, we've explained that marriage is hard, but married people will know that some people told you marriage was hard. Then you got in it and you were like, I didn't know it could be this bad. They were encouraging me to go to counseling, but, but I didn't know it was going to be like this. Had I known it was going to be like this, I don't know if I would have done it. Man, you guys are looking like so holy right now. Like, I love you. I love you. Oh, have kids. Oh, have kids. There's no joy like a child. You ain't had your behind kicked like it's about to be kicked until you have a child that is showing their behind in the middle of a store and you can't do a thing about it. You got to take it like a man or take it like a woman and everybody's looking at you like you're a fool. You can't control your kids, but they know their kids did the same thing to them. Don't judge me when you know they did this to you too. What about teenagers? You think, oh, they're so cute. They grow. They grow, y'all. They grow. They start talking back. They start talking back. They don't pay any bills, and they start talking back to you. Yep, yep, yep. And you can't. This is not back in the day. You used to be able to just slap them. You can't do that anymore. Back in the day, my mom would whoop me, neighbors would whoop me, people who did not know me would whoop my behind. Today, you can't even look at a kid sideways. You'll be locked up for years. Oh, have, have kids. Oh, yeah, have, have them. Have them. Have, oh, and so what? I didn't know it was going to be this bad. Oh, we're entrepreneurs. That's what we, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm an entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got dreams. I got ideas. I make things happen. Yeah, I'm going I'm to protect this business. I'm going to get it off the ground. You ain't ever worked as hard in your life until you are trying to get your own business off of the ground. Wait till you have employees. You think you know everything now as being employed? Wait till you have to lead a team of three. 
Just three. Just three. You're trying to get three people on the same page, lined up with the vision, not being lazy, doing what they're supposed to do, showing up on time, staying early, going late. Try, try to do it with just three people. I knew it was going to be hard. <laughs> I didn't know it was going to be this hard. I expected a storm when I got in the boat. I expected that it was possible. But I didn't know it was going to be this bad. I didn't know I was going to have to go through this much. So here, it, when you read this text, there's, there's some unique, um, uh, look, look at this, uh, verse 24, verse 24. Suddenly, suddenly, because that's how it usually happens, suddenly a furious storm came up on the lake so that the waves, watch this, swept over the boat. Swept over the boat. So this storm is not just outside. This storm is now inside. And this is what I think really made the change in the disciples. This is me reading into it. I, I don't know for sure, but I think it's one thing for the storm to be outside the boat. But it's a whole nother thing when the storm is now inside the boat. When not when it's when it's in my family, when it's in my co-workers, when it's in my mind, when it's in my body, it's one thing to be praying for a friend who has cancer, but now the cancer came to my house. It's now in my boat. Oh, oh man, I'm, I'm economy must be tough for you must be tough for you but you got a business that seems to be immune from the economy then something changes and shifts it's like oh 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 now now it's different because i'm not just afraid of something out there i'm afraid of something in here and and this is what's crazy jesus is sleeping <laughs> I like to get places fast, me personally, okay? I don't like to go slow. Some of y'all slow drivers, I don't know what's wrong with you, okay? So, so we, why, why are you in the fast lane? Okay, why are you in the fast lane? You see me right behind you, you see me. You, you don't see me, what are you doing? Okay, I'm flicking my lights, okay? Why don't you get over, okay? Why when I put on my blinker to go get over, now why are you going to get over once I put my blinker on to get over? What are we doing here? This is not cars, okay? You're not Lightning McQueen. Get out the way and let me go. I'm trying to move. I'm trying to get someplace. I'm trying to go somewhere. Whenever you're in a rush and you come up against somebody else, you're just like. Ah. Can I help you with anything? Uh, yeah, you can help me with something. I'm trying to get in. I'm trying to get out. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're crazy. <laughs> can I help you? Yes, you can help me. I'm ready to go. 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 The disciples are in a place of frantic. They are in a frenzy, and Jesus is sleeping. The storm's in my family, in my house, in my mind, and he's sleeping? Okay. Verse 25, the disciples went and woke him up, and they said, Lord, save us. 
I just want to say I like this prayer, okay? Sometimes I want to make prayer real complicated. Lord, thou goddest in the highest heaven. No, friends. Sometimes it's just, Lord, save us. Lord, just save my son, save my daughter, save my mind, save my family, save this business, save my integrity. God, just save us. Just say, I don't have anything magical. It's not all that, it's not all that cute. It's just, Lord, save us. And if that's all you have in your heart today, I'm telling you that's enough. And Jesus hears that, Lord, save us. Why do we need you to save us? It's because we're going to drown. They now have a picture of their future based on their current circumstance. And their picture is informing their present. And now their mind is getting all connected. And they're like, I'm about to die. They haven't died. I just have a picture that I'm going to die. And the picture is enough to put me in a panic. It's just a picture. It's just a picture. It hasn't happened yet. It's just what I saw happen to someone else. I think it could happen to me. It hasn't happened. It's just a picture. He replied, you of little faith. You of little faith. Why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves. You have little faith. He, he, here he, he connects, he connects their little faith with big fear. Okay? Why do you see this little equation right here? Little faith, big fear. Little faith, big fear. So maybe the opposite could be true. Maybe big faith, little fear. I think this takes us back to that disciple who said, uh, I need to bury my dad first. Because that disciple had some things that he was holding on to that were more important to him than Jesus. So maybe, maybe our faith is so little and our fears are so big because we're afraid of losing things we're already supposed to be dead to. And I got to hold on to this stuff. And when my stuff is being threatened, my fear grows because the stuff has such a hold on me. My identity is connected to that stuff. My purpose is connected to that stuff. And I never would have thought it until my stuff was threatened. So it took me losing my job to know that my job was that important to me. I have no shame or shade for any of us. And I'm not even mad at these disciples. 
because I think they're us. I like to say, oh, look at these disciples. They're so dumb. Oh, why, why didn't they just trust Jesus? And I'm looking at my life like, man, I'm so dumb. Why don't I just trust Jesus? This is why here we are in the text still, and this is why it's the inspired word of God. Here these words were written all these years ago, and still they're speaking to us today. Before he ever said anything to the outside things, he talked to his followers. So let me deal with I can handle that. I want to handle you first. Stands up, he rebukes the wind and the waves. They die down. And everyone's like, dang, <laughs> your boy's bad, okay? I'm not messing with him. Let me give us, let me give us three, little three, three things before we get out of here, okay? Because some of y'all are like, I need, I need some points. Some of y'all are, are points, okay? Let me, give you, let me give you a first point. Stay in the boat. 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 There's going to be so many storms going to try to get you to jump out of the boat. And if I jump out of the boat, there will be peace. That's not where peace is found. Peace is found where Jesus is. That's where the peace is. And if you try to jump the boat, if you try to leave the church, you try to leave the community, you try to leave your walk with God, that is not where your peace is found. Your peace is found in Jesus. That's where it is found. And you got to stay in the boat. I'm, I'm staying. I'm staying. I'm staying. And I want to say this, surrender his point number two, surrender before you set sail, before you ever, before you ever leave the shore, just surrender at the shore. Say right now, Jesus, I know a storm is possible. And even though a storm could come, I'm surrendering everything right now. And the storm is going to test whether or not what I'm saying on the shore is actually true. But I ask you for the grace that I need to follow you and to follow follow through when I want to quit. And lastly, lastly, sow seeds toward faith. Sow seeds toward faith. If their faith was connected to fear, then I want to do all I can to feed my faith in Jesus so that my fear would begin to diminish. I want it to be as small as possible so I can go where God is wanting me to go. So I have a real practical, I got a practical for us. Uh, something to sow seeds towards your faith. I got a daily confession for you. A daily confession. Daily confession. I'm going to put it on the screen. Put it on the screen. Look at this, look at this, look at this. Wake up. You can take a, a, a you can screen the uh, take a picture of the QR code if you want to. Because I think we got a little PDF. Uh, but I thought I thought what if we what if we woke up each day and we were like, this is the day the Lord has made. Let's rejoice and be glad in it. I thank God for it. And you name three things. Then you say, I remind my soul, God is good. Jesus is alive. The Holy Spirit is working, and the Bible is the Word of God. I am made in the image of God. I am forgiven in Christ. I am healed in Christ. I am loved in Christ. I am free in Christ. I am strong in Christ. I am a leader in Christ. Every problem I'm facing is temporary and heaven is forever. No weapon formed against me will prosper. I can do hard things because Jesus did the ultimate thing. I do not have a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and a sound mind. I am seated with Christ. I am new in Christ. I am chosen by Christ. Today, I will be the church 
church and the world and live for the glory of God. That would be our daily confession. How would we walk into our day if that's what's coming out of our mouth? Inside out. Bow your heads, friends. Let's pray together. Seal, God, what needs to be sealed. Protect what needs to be protected as your word is sown in our hearts. I pray that it would produce some 30, some 60, and some 100 fold. As our heads are bowed and you're under the sound of my voice, if you have never given your heart and your life to Christ, or at one point in time you did, and you slipped away, you made him first at one time, but you slipped away, and today you're saying, I don't want to go my own way anymore. I want to go the way of Jesus. Or you never gave your heart and your life to Christ, but you're saying today is the day for me to surrender. I'm, I'm getting off of this rat race of living for myself. I'm going to live for Jesus. I want to receive forgiveness of my sin. I want to be reconciled to God. I want to turn from my own way and go his way. If that's you, you've never done that or at one point in time you did and you slipped away. Today, I want you to throw your hand in the air and, get, and give your heart to Christ. Ready? One two, three. Just throw your hand up in the air saying, yep, that's me. That's me. we got friends all over. You're saying, yep, that's me. In the balcony. Oh, yep, yep. On the floor, you're saying, yep, that's me. That's me. In additional seating, you're saying, yeah, that's me. I want to give my heart and my life to Christ. I'm going to ask everyone to do me a favor. Put your hand over your heart right now if you would not mind. And I want everyone to repeat this prayer out loud after me. Say, dear Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I admit I made mistakes. And today, I give you my heart. I give you my life. Give me the power to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Can we lift our heads up, clap our hands?